Yohimbine, the Incubus Adonis Herb. I'll explain why. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is a podcast version of a meta-analysis article that I wrote about this herb that you may not have heard of, but you might want to try it like I did. As always, I'm going to have all the sources and references and all those links through the link below wherever you are listening to this. Over there on Limitless Mindset is where I organize all of that. I've also got kind of some cool pictures to go along with this that you may want to take a gander at. And Yohimbine is an interesting one, primarily for the gentlemen that like to spend a lot of time moving around heavy stuff in the gym. So if you got a gym bro in your life, and I bet you do if you're listening to this, you're probably going to want to share this with them. They may have heard of Yohimbine, and there's actually some mistakes that are pretty common with it that I'm going to discuss here. And it would just be a good thing for that kind of dude or dudette, potentially, to know about. So please do share this one around. Let's dive in. Yohimbine is a fat-burning nutraceutical with a dark side. And it's worth the attention of those seeking to sculpt themselves into an Adonis, or those intent on reincarnating a tribal African chief's libido. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Although, I would not recommend this potent performance enhancer to everyone. There's a couple of specific use cases that it's quite good for, which this podcast is going to share that all with you. So, as always, this is mostly going to focus on decoding what the human studies are saying about the supplement in question and how this squares up with the anecdotal experiences of biohackers and bodybuilders and self-experimenters talking online. For more of my own personal experiences, thoughts, and comparisons, you're going to want to see the uh, written and video review, which can be found in the sidebar of this article. I actually did a comparison of Yohimbine with another popular uh, workout performance enhancer, and I, I actually like the other one more, so you're probably going to want to check that out. I would say before you order anything or ingest anything. So let's talk about history. Yohimbine versus Yohimbe is also sometimes how it's pronounced. So this is a supplement derived from the bark of the Corianth Yohimbe West African tree. You have no doubt seen it countless times in documentaries about Africa. 
And uh, no doubt it was famous among African medicine men since time immemorial as an aphrodisiac. And would you uh, spell that A-F-R-O hyphen disiac? A uh, kind of served as a proto-Viagra for their, those very fecund people. Okay, so let's talk about the scientific research. It has over 40 human clinical trials conducted in the past 10 years, which is pretty good. That's a substantial amount of science for us to draw on. Even though it's of African origin, the majority of the good science was done in the United States and other Western countries. So let's talk about what you really want to hear about, which is unleashing your inner incubus. When I was a young dude, and I'm 36 now, so I'm not sure if I still qualify as a young dude, although I feel like it. Anyways, when I was a young dude chasing skirts in Denver, almost every night, one of my friends started dating a real-life No, she didn't ride a broomstick or sacrifice cats, but she did cast various spells and perform rituals with candles and pentagrams. Even though I don't really believe in that sort of thing, I asked her one time, is there a special spell you could cast that would result in me having some kind of intensely pleasurable sexual experience? She responded that she was willing to cast just such a spell that would give me the kind of peak sexual experience I was curious about, but there would be a major downside. If, after enjoying a metaphysically potent sexual romp, if I betrayed the spirit of the spell by disregarding or disrespecting whoever I slept with, I would have a steep cost to pay in bad karma or rotten luck. I'm not very superstitious. Well, maybe a little bit. And my sex life was not bad at the time. So I decided, I think wisely, not to take the chance that her magic might backfire. Upon reading or listening to numerous guys' anecdotal accounts of Yohimbine, I got the eerie impression that it's similarly a high-reward, high-risk hack for peak sexual hedonism. So it enhances the sexual sensations and intensity of orgasms quite a bit for some guys, sometimes. Men anecdotally report that it makes you very horny and aggressive. I would only use it if I was sure I was going to have sex. It might not be a good supplement for guys who are really committed to no fabbing. It might cause premature ejaculation, so make sure to practice those kegels, gentlemen. It takes effect pretty quickly, and if you want to take it within 
So you would want to take it within about two hours of having sex. So perhaps add a bit of Yohimbine to your date night stack. Although there was a vlog I saw from a pretty clever dude, and he advises using it for morning sex because it is a stimulant that will disrupt your sleep if taken a few hours uh, before bed. So morning sex. We all love morning sex, right? Good idea. And it's a stimulant, so it'll pep you up, which is what you want in the morning. It's also worth the attention of guys who want to treat erectile dysfunction. A meta-analysis of seven Yohimbine studies out of a prestigious university concluded, quote, the benefit of Yohimbine medication for erectile dysfunction seems to outweigh its risks. Therefore, Yohimbine is believed to be a reasonable therapeutic option for erectile dysfunction that should be considered as initial or as an initial pharmacological intervention. Great, great grammar always coming out of these prestigious universities. According to another study of 18 American men struggling with erectile dysfunction, it increased penile girth. So it makes your penis just slightly girthier, which is a word according to UrbanDictionary.com. So this is all indicating that Yohimbine might just make your boners great again, which apparently nowadays there's a epidemic of otherwise healthy young men that have erectile dysfunction issues because of porn addiction, which is really, really awful. So before you reach for Yohimbine, you should really cut the porn, gents. Moving on, it can be a powerful fat burner. This is the Adonis part of the Yohimbine that I mentioned at the outset. Its most notable effect is fat loss, although I'm not sure if the scientific research supports the notion of the average chubby couch potato, the person who has their, uh, their COVID pounds on them. I'm not sure if the scientific research supports the idea that that kind of person should be using it. One of the most notable human studies was conducted with 20 soccer players in Serbia. They gave 10 milligrams to the athletes twice a day, and the study concluded. The results of the current study indicate that supplementation of Yohimbine combined with resistance training does not significantly alter the body mass, muscle mass, or performance indicators in professional soccer players. Nonetheless, Yohimbine supplementation appears to be suitable as a fat loss strategy in elite athletes. Yohimbine has a novel mechanism that burns stubborn fat in the areas of the body that are usually hard to lose weight. Perhaps you've been exerting Herculean efforts in the gym for years or months, but frustratingly, you have some determined to stay fat 
on your lower stomach that prevents you from developing a sexy six-pack. Your himbine might help. Anecdotally, pretty close to 100% of the users are reporting that it worked as advertised for weight loss combined with serious exercise. So if you're willing to do work to lose weight, it sounds like Yohimbine is a pretty sure thing, which is pretty cool because a lot of people, they really struggle. They try a million different things. They burn a billion calories in the gym trying to lose some weight. But we do have these fat loss resistant sites on our body. In men, it's typically there in the stomach. That's how guys get that beer gut. And in ladies, it often ends up being there on the buttocks or the thighs. Also, let's talk about Yohimbine as a fasting cofactor. Notably, it only works if you use it while fasting. If you are eating within a few hours of dosing Yohimbine, it won't burn any of your fat. You would want to use Yohimbine in combination with intermittent fasting, which is spending 14 to 16 hours a day not eating or snacking. Uh, often it means eating a late dinner, skipping breakfast, and eating a late lunch. Or you could do a 24-hour fast. And this is easiest when done between lunch and the next day's lunch. And fasting might be a little tough, uh, at least initially, for people that are burning a lot of calories in the gym. But you'll find that if you habituate fasting and you do it regularly, it's not so arduous, even when you do a workout while fasted. And for people with a little bit of money to spend, there are all of these great keto supplements out there that you can take during a fast, which do not disrupt your metabolism. They are actually, um, they're uh, aminos and uh, constituent nutrients that your body's able to absorb directly. So that would be an option. Now, I would not use it during a two or three day fast as it is very stimulating. During a multiple days fast, you don't want to be really stimulated and burning a lot of calories. That's going to really result in some exhaustion, not really what you want. And I do link to an excellent interview that explains why fasting is crucial to a holistic biohacking lifestyle and for your long-term health as an appetite suppressant. Some animal studies suggest that it eradicates appetite, which may make it doubly effective as a weight loss measure. But there was no human research on this, so you'll just have to try it and see what effect it has. As a pre-workout, it's used by bodybuilders as a pre-workout because many find it extremely stimulating. That's what we want when we're going in there to conquer the gym, right? Moving on, sleep. 
An older Canadian study found that 10 milligrams of yahimbine supplementation by women did not affect their sleep hormone levels. However, several of the anecdotal accounts advise against using it before sleep as it may keep you up. I used it myself several times in the early evenings before a gym session and lower doses of 5 milligrams later in the evenings before sex and I didn't notice it hurting my sleep quality or keeping me up. So ideally you would want to use it during the daytime. Yeah, not a great idea to take like 15 milligrams of the stuff um, after work in the evenings as that sleep quality, as you already know, is really essential to your recovery from the gym session. Moving on to experiential. Watching the YouTube testimonials about Yohimbine is pretty entertaining and will give you a good idea of what to expect from this very experiential performance enhancer. Although a lot of these guys are clearly pitching products or playing cartoonish characters as a testosterone enhancer, you might think that Yohimbine is a testosterone promoter. And unfortunately, it's not. A 2002 American study of 18 men found that it had no effect on testosterone. Moving on to mechanism of action. This is an alkaloid that burns fat and energizes our biology via several mechanisms. First, the release of adrenaline and noradrenaline, the survival neurotransmitters of panic and aggression. Secondly, vasodilation, increasing blood flow throughout the body. And thirdly, inhibiting the alpha-2 fat receptors responsible for the stubborn fat around your belly. So let's talk about Yohimbine HCL. And I've got the molecule if you want to go and check it out. There's an important distinction to be made be between Yohimbi and Yohimbine HCL. Yohimbine HCL is the specific molecule that has been demonstrated in human clinical trials to have the kinds of beneficial effects on fat loss, libido, and energy levels praised by all those giant guys on YouTube. Yohimbi is just the name of the tree bark that it's derived from. Like anything in nature, it contains numerous other pharmacologically active molecules. Despite what the marketing or the product labeling claims say, you really have no idea how much Yohimbine HCL is contained in a Yohimbi supplement, especially if it's just another one of those supplements that being sold on Amazon, especially if it's a supplement, combining it with other things 
It may be none. It may be way too much and result in an unpleasant panic attack. This is why I highly recommend that you get your Yohimbine HCL from a pharmaceutical grade source that isolates the Yohimbine HCL or a vendor that provides a credible third-party certificate of analysis, not a certificate of analysis that comes from China. When you take a gander at the PDF, it's usually pretty clear if it's Chinese certificate of analysis. You typically want to look for the stamp of approval from an accredited American or possibly European, maybe Australian, maybe a South American laboratory that does that, and they will include their contact information. Or at the least, a reputable, highly recommended vendor that stands behind their products. You're really playing Russian roulette. If you just pick up a uh, random Yohimbi or Yohimbine supplement from the shelves of your local pharmacy, or if you take it as part of a branded pre-workout supplement, you really don't know. The Yohimbine HCL that I used was pharmaceutical grade stuff that I actually got from Rue Pharma, which is an e-commerce store that you are probably going to want to use cryptocurrency to order from, and they sell it in the correct uh, dosage demarcation. They sell it in five milligram little tablets so that you can make sure you're getting the dose correct. Because yeah, you do not want to take a random product and end up getting like a 20, 25 milligram dosage of the stuff and then end up with a, a panic attack where you have to where you have to lay down and breathe slowly. That is something definitely to be avoided and it sounds like it's actually pretty common. So this brings us to the side effects. Like I said, the large doses can cause anxiety and panic attacks. You really want to be conservative with the dosage or else you're going to have a bad time. If you are stimulant sensitive or have had issues with stimulants, you should stay away from it. And for people with bipolar disorder, it may cause manic psychosis or even suicidal episodes. Epidodes. What are epidodes? I bet you epidodes are some scientific scientific thing, one of those obscure terms. But yes, you want to avoid those kinds of episodes. So I gave this one a risk grade of C+. And here's why. If you have medium to high tolerance to stimulating supplements and are willing to keep the dosage low, you'll likely find the the side effects, very manageable. They weren't an issue for me. It's non-addictive and does not really have a habit-forming mechanism, but you would still want to be meticulous about cycling and using it sparingly. 
it stimulates the anxiety hormones. So if you have any kind of anxiety issues, stay away from it. An American 2011 study noted that it seemed to increase the cravings of alcoholics in recovery. So if you've had problems with booze, stay away from it. Anyone with mental health challenges would want to avoid it. An idiotic bodybuilder once took 5,000 milligrams and almost died from seizures. You don't want to be that guy. Apparently, there was a recent American study where they analyzed 49 different brands of your Himbine supplements, and it turned out that the actual quantity of your Himbine varies vastly from what was advertised on the label. Shamefully, some Yohimbine supplements contained no Yohimbine. So again, that's why I recommend the pharmaceutical stuff. It's worth that. Uh, it's worth the wait to get it from Rufarma, and it was uh, really quite affordable too. I'll address a question that some of my audience is going to have: Is Yohimbine a nootropic? So obesity will definitely make you less limitless. Obesity is linked to cognitive decline. So in the long term, it could be great for the vitality of your mind. However, an older Japanese study reported that it slightly retarded cognition and a more recent American study found it reduced cerebral blood flow. This should have an anti-nootropic effect, although it's frequently reported that it makes you quite energetic and restless, which may make it a productivity and mood enhancer for some. But I'd contend that there are a lot better nootropic options out there for improving productivity and mood. So if you have some intellectually demanding tasks in the next few hours, I would stay away from Yubine. Although I think Ryan Michael Ballow, another biohacking nootropics YouTuber, I think he praised it pretty highly. So you might just want to try it at those conservative dosages as a nootropic and see how you respond to it. Let's talk about cofactors. So I would not tempt entropy by combining Yohimbine with a bunch of different things. I would stack it with one or two other supplements maximum, notably horny goat weed. A couple of guys report combining Yohimbine with the granddaddy or the grand goat of herbal male performance enhancers, and they said that it resulted in some explosive sexual episodes. Horny goat weed is a more conservative libido enhancer, so it's worth trying to spice things up in the bedroom as long as you keep the Yohimbine dose conservative. And uh, according to uh, numerous studies, conservatives do have better sex sex <laughs> lives, actually. 
you'll frequently find supplemental male vitality products that combine horny goat weed and yohimbine. But again, you have no idea how much yohimbine these actually contain. So please avoid those. Your best bet is just to get horny goat weed from the highest quality source. And I do link to that in my article. I do recommend the powdered horny goat weed. It doesn't taste bad in a tea. It's more economical in a, in a, in a powdered form. And with horny goat weed, you can get a little bit crazy with the dosage. You can take the dosage up quite a bit and you'll have a corresponding response to it. So yeah, if you're really looking for a unforgettable sexual experience, you could draw you could try combining those two in the morning. In the morning, that'll be a a sexual episode that'll uh, keep you inspired for the duration of your day. Anxiolytics. Some biohackers suggest that because it can be such an anxiety-causing stimulant that you might want to take it with another nootropic that is soothing or tranquilizing, like phenibut or ashwagandha. And that Seems like not an awful idea to me. Although you'd want to be like, you'd really want to watch yourself if you were doing something like taking Phenibut to go out and socialize, but at the same time, you want to have a bit of a aggression and energy. It seems like I can imagine a lot of ways that that could go that that could go wrong. So if it does cause anxiety or aggression for you, maybe just stay away from it. About caffeine, a number of bodybuilders wash their yohimbine down with black coffee because caffeine has a synergistic effect in burning fat and energizing you for an epic gym session. But this is combining two stimulants. It seems like there's a lot of ways that that could go wrong. So I wouldn't recommend it. And finally, Viagra. It's synergistic with the little blue pill. According to an Egyptian animal study, a few of the bros on YouTube report combining the two without disaster ensuing. But I would urge anybody tempted to take Viagra to listen to the most recent podcast interview that I did with Mark Sloan. And we talked about how Viagra can result in really disastrous episodes. Uh, Viagra boosts up your nitric oxide to really dangerous levels, which you don't want. There was an episode of a Colombian guy, uh, I think a fat old Colombian guy, that took Viagra to bang his novia, and it made his dick explode. He got a massive erection, and it just kept 
erecting until his dick was totally useless for life. You really don't want that. Uh, I am not a fan of Viagra. I have never recommended it. I am a fan of, yeah, of the natural herbal things. Something like Yohimbine is, I think, a far superior option. So please do stay away from Viagra. Moving on, usage and dosage. So you want to take it while fasted on an empty stomach about four hours before a meal. And the proper dose is very specific. The uh, clinical dose is 0.2 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. So for a person weighing 250 pounds, that would be as much as 22 milligrams, 200 pounds, 18 milligrams, 150 pounds, 14 milligrams, 125 pounds, 11 milligrams. If you're starting with Yohimbine, I'd recommend being very conservative. Again, it might result in you having a better sex life. Politically speaking, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Okay, so you can start with a dose as low as two and a half milligrams and see how you respond and increase it to five milligrams. And 30 milligrams is the extreme high end. Unless you're the Hulk, stay away from this end of the dosage spectrum. I did 10 milligrams as a prelude to morning sex and a productive day. That was great. And I think I did as much as 15 milligrams before a afternoon gym session, but I didn't get any crazier than that. In conclusion, there is certainly some risk in using Yohimbine. Like I said, I called it a uh, the Adonis herb with a potential dark side to it, like that witch's uh, spell. But it's a very predictable, uh, manageable risk. And so since I have a modicum of stimulant tolerance, and since I was uh, disciplined and conservative with the dosage, I did try it, no disaster ensued. I've got a bit of it still, and I think I'm going to take it on vacation with me because uh, typically on vacation, I, I have a lot of morning sex, and that would be a great, great way to start the day. You know, you go on vacation, and you're getting a lot of sun, you're eating a lot, you're probably drinking a bit too much, so a little bit of help in the erection department can be a good thing, right? However, I could see how this could really be a secret weapon of uh, hardcore life hackers who want to drop five or 10 milligrams uh, before having some hot morning sex and then go kill it in the gym a couple of times a week. The risk seems pretty manageable on it and it's quite economic stuff. So do go and check out this article and you can go and pick some up from my recommended source. And I do hope that you drop me a comment or you can even send me a private message. People do that all the time because they want to uh, they want to talk shop about stuff in a uh, in a forum where uh, it's not quite so public. 
I'm cool with that. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you.